In this episode, we revisit a movie that features the sellout WHO, the compromise CDC, the useless UN, lockdowns, quarantines, vaccines and viruses. <laughs> In other words, a movie that what it really is doing is asking you to shut your brain off and believe in fantasy land because we'd never have to encounter those things in real life, would we? Right? <laughs> in a world where the number of movies available is great, but many are so bad, you'll learn a new definition of hate. One man sifts and reviews through the movie sludge. One man will be the movie cop, jury, and judge. He goes by many names, but you know him by Movies America. Hey there, my movie maniacs, my fellow freedom-fueled film fanatics. Welcome to this episode of Movies America. I, as usual, am your humble host, Van Eberts, and I want to welcome you in and thank you right off the bat for joining me for this episode, okay? Come on in, ease your mind, relax yourself, okay? In this World War Z episode of Movies America. Yes, we are doing a retro episode this time, okay? Sometimes I like to do episodes with, uh, you know, good movies from the past when the current movies in the theaters basically are nothing but drek, you know, a big pile of dung, and I don't want to subject you to the crud, the crap that's in the theaters currently, so we uh, take a little trip in the Wayback Machine to an older movie. And in this case, that older movie is World War Z, okay? So World War Z, as you guys probably know, maybe there's a few of you that haven't seen or have never heard of the movie, which would be a shock to me. World War Z stars Brad Pitt as Jerry Lane, uh, a UN or United Nations investigator or a ex-UN investigator as of when we meet his character in this zombie movie called World War Z, okay? And World War Z uh, is based off the book of the same name uh, by, oh, God, Mel Brooks's kid. Um, God, I, I can't remember what his name is now right now. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, Mel Brooks's kid wrote a uh, a book called World War Z, and uh, it was a very popular uh, book. And Brad Pitt uh, read it, and let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. And uh, yeah, he wanted to adapt this uh, movie into you know adapt the book into a movie, and I think he did pretty well uh, with it. Uh, he used his production company Plan B to do it, and then he uh, personally selected director Mark Forster who had done, I think, Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp before this and Quantum of Solace, uh, one of the lesser Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. But he personally selected uh, Mark Forster for this. And uh, so Jerry Lane, we meet him and his family, his wife and his two daughters uh, at the beginning of the movie. And it's not long into the movie before uh, some serious zombie chaos goes down, okay? 
like in most zombie movies, they portray like a first day of the zombie attacks, you know, the big wave of the zombie apocalypse and the explosions and planes flying everywhere and that kind of thing. And so we have our, our scene like that for World War Z. And uh, so they're going through that. It's chaos. It's carnage. It's violence. Everyone's just scrambling. The world's falling apart. And uh, Jerry Lane's uh, old boss of the UN calls him up and says, hey, Jerry, bro, brother man, we need you, okay? And he, he quite uh, he point blank tells him, like, yeah, I'm not doing this for old time's sake. We actually need you. We need you to do your job, okay? If, if you didn't do this for a living, I would never be calling you up, and you would be twisting in the wind with the rest of your family, okay? And so Jerry meets up with them after going through some, you know, zombie – uh, calamities and, and chaos and that kind of thing. Finally meets up with uh, his old boss, the UN, and they basically tell him, okay, yeah, we need you to use your UN investigative skills to try to hunt down the origin of this virus that's creating all these zombies worldwide. And that's the jumping off point for World War Z. And it it's it's a movie that, that just, you know, globe trots. It just hops all over the world. And because it's more of a global uh, telling of a of a zombie adventure or a zombie apocalypse, and uh, yeah, so that's what we will be talking about in this episode, and more specifically the unrated cut of World War Z, because that is the cut to watch, not the theatrical version, boys and girls. No, the unrated cut. Okay. So, yeah, we'll be going into that in the rest of this episode. But real quick, let me uh, ask you to follow or subscribe to this channel and then hit the like button and the notification bell. And all of those buttons are right down there. And it takes you like two seconds to click all of them, okay? So if you would do me a solid and do that, I would appreciate it, all right? Okay, hey, let's get on with the show. World War Z for me has always been a movie that showed it had the blueprint to be this epic, global, nail-bitingly suspenseful, unnerving, horror action spectacle, but just couldn't quite pull it off. I think it's still entertaining because it did pull off enough of those things to make it still entertaining. Unfortunately, because the movie was produced by too many bubble-headed morons that turned the production into a clown car on fire... It went over budget. As a result, some massively visually stunning scenes had to be scrapped, like the big, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Zombie battle finale in Red Square in Russia had to be scrapped. And that's why the biggest visual spectacle scene, the the Jerusalem attack, is actually in the middle of the movie. Now, in most movies... The most eye-popping scene is at the end. The morons who kept overspending on things that never make it on screen uh, made sure that that wouldn't be the case with this movie. Can IQ and drug testing when hiring for a movie be mandatory? This will never be considered one of Brad Pitt's most acclaimed performances. But he does an adequate job at portraying a capable everyman that's just looking out for his family. He's just concerned for him. And it's a subdued performance compared to his performances in movies like Legends of the Fall, uh, Seven, Fight Club, 
12 Monkeys, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and his legendary but underappreciated performance as Floyd in True Romance. His Jerry Lane character plays like a sturdy piece of driftwood, just floating strongly and surely down a tumultuous river, dodging chaos here and there. He makes split-second tough decisions without hesitation. Wow. He's a perfect character for this hellscape that is the pandemic in World War Z. It's explained that his cool calmness comes from him uh, being in places in the world where most people wouldn't last the night, like Liberia, Chechnya, Sri Lanka, and Detroit. Now, this show is spoiler-free, but the show this Thursday night called Movies America Spoiler Warning is going to be all spoilery, okay? I'm going to spoil you rotten, okay? And uh, this show that comes on Thursdays comes on at 7 p.m. Eastern, so that's what, 6 Central, 5 Mountain, and then 4 Pacific, okay? And that is just a show where you get a chance to discuss this movie in depth, spoilers and all, and you can live chat with me, comments, questions, whatever, okay? And it, the live chat doesn't even have to be about this movie. It can be whatever you want. So, But the, the, the live chat will be, you know, about this movie primarily, okay? so And uh, because this show is meant for those folks like me who, after most movies they watch, sometimes they want to have a more detailed discussion and you're hard-pressed looking around for somebody to have that, that detailed discussion about this movie with. Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Okay. So, meet me, Van Ebert. I'm your guy for that detailed discussion on the show, Movies America Spoiler Warning. Again, this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, and at 4 p.m. Pacific, 5 Central, uh, or 6 Central, <laughs> 6 Central, Five Mountain Time, okay? And how do you join this show? Well, all you got to do is on Thursday, you can go to my at Movies America page on Twitter or X, and you can uh, click on the link for the Movies America spoiler warning show right there, or you can go to YouTube or Rumble, that's where the show's at, and uh, you can look up Movies America. Now, if you look up Movies America on Rumble, it'll work just fine. It'll bring you right to my page on Thursday, and you just got to click on the link for Movies America Spoiler Warning. Easy peasy, okay? Now, YouTube, yeah, YouTube's kind of stupid. YouTube's kind of dumb, okay? And so when you type in Movies America, it's going gonna, it's gonna to think you're trying to search for Movies America. <clears throat> nope, wrongo, Okay. So what you have to do is right underneath where you typed in Movies America, you have to click on this little blurb that says search instead for Movies America. Click on that, and then that'll take you to the Movies America page, okay? Also, you might have to type in Till Death Podcast Network. Uh, that may, that's another way to search in YouTube uh, for the Movies America spoiler warning show. All right. Hey, enough about that. I hope to see you this Thursday night. Let's get on with the show. As I said before, 
Multiple big spectacle scenes had to be cut. What? However, they did still manage to get some very cool visuals in. The aerial shots of the panic and carnage of the first day of mass zombie attacks in Philadelphia. The part where the cop is berating Jerry to get back in his car and the cop learns the brutal way that he is in the wrong place at the wrong time really makes you jump. The nighttime plane refueling scene in South Korea with the army soldiers and the zombies or Zeke as the soldiers call them uh, attacking the soldiers and Jerry. Uh, the impressive helicopter heavy action scenes in uh, Jerusalem. All of these scenes, very cool. Now, we wouldn't have gotten that Jerusalem zombie attack scene if it wasn't for a couple of women singers deciding to be too loud, thus attracting all of the zombies into Jerusalem. And they did that by trying to audition like they were trying to audition for American Idol right in the middle of all this zombie chaos. Okay, everybody. Hey, if you would, just go ahead and subscribe and follow this channel. And then hit the like button down below. And then the notification bell as well so you get notifications of brand new episodes of Movies America. And those buttons are just right down there. It takes you like two seconds to click them. If you would, I appreciate it. And then get in that comment section down below as well. And, uh, yeah, comment to me. That'd be fantastic. I want to hear from you. And then also get to tdpn.locals.com. That's our website with all our great Till Death Podcast Network content. And right now, if you go there and put in promo code TDPN, as in Till Death Podcast Network, you get a free month of access to all the great stuff that's on tdpn.locals.com. All right, with that, let's move on with the show. And now, some random thoughts. Brad Pitt wanted to make a movie that uh, of his that he thought his sons would find entertaining. And he thought that they would like a zombie action movie because they were always talking about zombies. But he also wanted it to be a movie that they could watch before they turned 18. Now, his son Maddox even has a very short role as a zombie kid that has to get double-tapped. Shout out Zombieland! Now also, Israel does have something like the 10th Man concept that the character Jurgen Warmbrun describes in this. Uh, the, the concept uh, that's supposed to be there to avoid groupthink and inaction in situations where action is required in order to uh, avoid catastrophe. But Israel doesn't call it the 10th Man concept. Also, Ed Harris and Brian Cranston were supposed to be in this movie as well, but they had to bow out due to scheduling conflicts. No, God! No, God, please, no! General Frank Hummel from The Rock and Walter White in this movie, too? That would have made this movie even more viral. <laughs> Like, far out, man. It's totally like brew review time, you know, okay? And uh, today's uh, brew 
that I'm going to bring to you is Uno Momento. Well, we've got some stone brewing hazy IPA here, dudes. <laughs> yes, yeah, stone brewing hazy IPA. It comes to us actually from uh, San Marcos, California. And it's actually a less bitter IPA here. Let me hold that up here and make sure you can see that. Probably can't see my face now, but hey, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> so it's a less bitter IPA, but it's actually a very, very juicy now, don't let me make it sound like it's just dripping in juice, okay? Because it's not. It's just got kind of a juicy flavor to it. Um, they also use El Dorado and Azaka hops there. And that's, so that's why it has more of a juice flavor to it or a citrus flavor, I should be more precise. Uh, but they also use Sabro hops in it as well. And that gives it a tropical flavor too. Uh, it's like 6.7, uh, like uh, 6.7 alcohol by volume. Uh, it's got an IBU, that's International Bitterness Units for all you civilians. Uh, it's got an IBU of 35, and it's just an overall good beer. It's awesome, dude. All right, totally tubular. All right. <laughs> okay, enough of that. So, yeah, get yourself some Stone Brewing Hazy IPA. It's not the most obscure beer out there. I'm, you could probably find it uh, where you're at, just in case you can't. You know, if you live in one of those you know, one-stoplight towns, uh, you can go to, like, drizzly.com or gopuff.com, and I'm not getting any money from those websites, and I'm not getting any money from Stone Brewing uh, at all either. So it's a totally, totally impartial review. Uh, so with that being said, yeah, I, will, I would definitely recommend this, and what I'm going to recommend now is me drinking this. All right, let's get to it. Man. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's been Stone. Stone? <laughs> Let's do it again. That's been Brew Review Time. <laughs> Is World War Z a woke after school special? Nope. Next. All right, everybody. Hey, since you're doing me a solid by sticking around this long, let me do you a solid by letting you know all about Nature Clear Recovery Powder. Nature Clear Recovery Powder, it is a, just a powder that helps you avoid a hangover or helps you recover from a hangover, whichever the case may be. And it's very simple to use, okay? You just take this packet right here and you just pour it in 12 ounces of water or a bottle of water, your typical bottle of water, pour it in there, and you just drink it before you head out to the nightclubs, you know, to shake your booty or hit the beer patty, okay? And uh, now, if you're out and about, and you're like on your you know, 15th beer, and you're like, oh my God, I forgot to take my nature clear, what an idiot! Hey, you know what? Take it easy on yourself, okay? Just take it when you get home, all right? And you're good to go, okay? It's, it's almost like Nature Clear was pre-planning for this stuff, okay? They're geniuses. What, what can I say? And it also helps you recover from smoking and vaping as well. So this is an all-around Swiss Army knife of recovery, okay? So right now, what you should be thinking is, Van, how do I get my hands on Nature Clear recovery powder? Well, I will tell you. All you got to do is click on the Nature Clear description down in the, uh, yeah, the link in the description. There we go. 
and just click on that and uh, just pick out whatever Nature Clear products you want, get them in the carts. And then in the promo code field, you type in the promo code MOVIES, okay? And you're going to get up to 25% off your next Nature Clear order. Very sweet, right? Very sweet, right there. Sorry, beer burp there. <laughs> Hazards of the trade. But yeah, get yourself some Nature Clear, all right? Do it. All right, on with the show. World War Z managed to make a little more than $500 million worldwide. So, of course, the movie hens started clucking about a sequel. Matter of fact, like a casting couch audition with Harvey Weinstein, they did a lot more than just talk. I feel so far from you. The sequel is so much of a reality that it actually even got a release date of June 9th, 2017. However, the director, J.A. Bayona, decided to bow out of the movie for something else, likely Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which turned out to be a massive pile. That seemed like a very lucky stroke because shortly thereafter, uh, David Fincher, who did Seven and Fight Club, and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button with Pitt, uh, signed on in 2017 to replace Bayona. However, not long after that, Paramount scrapped any plans for a sequel uh, because they heard that China started banning movies that contained ghosts and zombies. No, 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 no! Of course it would turn out that a World War Z sequel is the only thing virus-related that China didn't want to spread worldwide. All right, everybody. Hey, let me take a minute to tell you all about a new feature on the tdpn.locals.com website, and that is my Movies America Mad Libs. So you guys remember Mad Libs when you were a kid? You know, you get the Mad Libs uh, pad with all the paragraphs. You can fill in the words. And if you were like me, you filled in like raunchy words in with the Mad Libs. Well, now we have the Movies America Mad Libs. And you can only get that on tdpn.locals.com. So what do you have to do to get to the Movies America Mad Libs? Well, of course, go to tdpn.locals.com. And just read over the three characters that I've created for Movies America Mad Libs. And then also read over like the first few lines that I've written. And where you come in is just like in Mad Libs back in the day, you get to contribute uh, creatively, okay? And what you do is for each of the three characters, you just have to add lines to the Movies America Mad Libs script, okay? So I have started you out with the first few lines to give you a little flavor of what the script is all about. And then for each of the characters, you just have to write a line for each character. One line per character, please. But you can write as many lines as you want. Go nuts. It's just you have to write at least one line per character. And then me and Ian and Sean, uh, the other uh, two here as part of the Unholy Trinity in the Till Death Podcast Network, uh, we'll look over the submissions, okay? And then we will read whatever you write live, okay, on this show. We're going to do a live table read where we read what 
you write, okay? And you can tune in and you can laugh your butt off. Even one of the characters is a woman. So, you know, one of us is going to have to, uh, you know, get in drag, I guess. <laughs> All right, so that's Movies America Mad Libs. And get there now. And now the part of the episode where I blatantly steal from the late, great Jerry Springer and give you my final thoughts on World War Z, just like he gave you his final thoughts towards the end of every one of his episodes. And my final thought, the first thing I'll tell you is watch the unrated cut, like I said before. Also, maybe now that Hollywood has learned that you can tell China to go stuff it, and still make decent bank for your movie, a World War Z sequel will indeed get made. Now, it has been 10 years since the original as of the recording of this episode, but so it's getting a little dicier uh, as of right now. But remember, there was a Top Gun sequel 36 years after the original. So, who knows? Maybe a World War Z sequel will be in Brad Pitt's box instead of, well, you know. So with that, everybody, get out there, people. Those movies aren't going to watch themselves. See ya.